0: Slop Talk Radio. Slop Talk Radio. <laughs> this woman.
1: This woman. And this program. Hey, Kaelin Patterson. p for p Real Talk. Midwest Moscow. In the house. And this program, along with Desiree, is sponsored <laughs> by People Play Muscle. The number one drug free sponsorship foundation in the world. That means all of it. If you are a drug free athlete and are looking for a solid foundation to stand on <laughs> and a vehicle that draws your goals like what better right?
0: Like a Mack truck through ice cream. Am I getting closer? <laughs> Am I getting closer to you actually? You're getting closer. I know. I'm trying though. You're I'm trying. Closer, closer. getting closer.
1: Much, much closer. Listen <laughs> to that. Check us out <laughs> at com, and now it, let us talk it together with a venturist. Hello there.
0: Hello us. How are us, these, today us? Hi, guys.
2: <laughs>
0: hey, buddy. Hey, the lady. So, as you guys How are, are hearing, we have a very ready and very awesome guest on with us tonight by the name of Delaney Berger. So, Delaney, without any further ado, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself to our listener land and tell them anything and everything they need to know before we get started with regard to who you are.
2: Oh, great. I'm I'm happy to. So, my name is Delaney Berger. I live in Minneapolis, Minnesota. I'm uh, married uh, to Kristen. Um, I'm a husband. Oh. I'm a father to two boys, Dash and Rip, who are four and two. Um, and I'm a, an executive for a um, something called a CDMO. We work with pharmaceutical companies. And um, I'm a natural bodybuilder. Um, I guess if, if there's one thing that, that I'd really like to point out and I guess that I'm most proud of is um, I'm a family man that, that really, really loves my family and a possibility creator.
0: Yeah. Well, it doesn't but get I, any better than that, too.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Impressive. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right, Kevin, this is all you, buddy. Set us up tonight.
1: Oh, I got it. Now, we've got uh, a lot of big shows coming up, and I know a lot of you guys have been asking, you know, because obviously me and Dez don't give enough information when we're dealing with them. Yeah. Well, no, I can't say Dez and I. You guys called me out, and I'll take your hits, because I did screw up uh, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, no, a couple of shows ago. So that was my bad dropping the ball. But. It was a very relevant reason why I didn't, so don't uh, skewer me too bad, guys. But anywho, um, a lot of big shows coming up. We just had the, the KC Classic that just passed, and, uh, you know, a lot of the the Windy City Naturals is also another one. But there are many more big shows, big-name shows yet to come, and uh, the Natural Olympia is one of them. And uh, Delaney has that in his sights. Um, I know the USA is coming up this weekend, so I don't want to overlook that one because that's a big East Coast show. Plenty on on the on the horizon, and there's plenty of uh, real big named athletes that are going to that have been eyeing them for the true competition that they have. Uh, Delaney, could you speak on your sites and uh, which big shows you have set up?
2: Yeah, yeah. So I'm um, I'm actually in Las Vegas right now for the uh, the Team USA. Yep, the Team USA's uh, start on the 29th. So I'll be here competing as a a men's pro physique athlete. And essentially, uh, you know, the Team U- Team USA's. If you win there, you get an opportunity to represent um, the PMBA at the at the World Championships. So it's. It's a it's a great opportunity to come to Las Vegas and compete against you know some other top notch natural athletes. It's my first show in in a three show series, so you know what what I what I'm expecting is my intention really isn't to peak here. Um, it's to continue to use this show and then go into the Minnesota Mayhem Pro Am in Duluth, Minnesota. Probably everybody's heard of that one. It's a really great show, and then mm-hmm. and then a peak for the natural olympia which is essentially november 8th so three so three show set starts with team USA's, um, has minnesota mayhem in october and then the natural olympia november 8th and i essentially started my my prep i guess my off-season prep for this in january so i've been preparing for this three show set for for a year
1: wow oh wow that's a I'm I yeah. taking this just seriously. Now, one of the things you uh, talked about, and it's one of the things I'm very happy about, I I, uh, I can't speak for my coals, but I know she can speak for herself, and God knows for herself. But anywho, um, <laughs> I'm loving, I'm truly loving the, the qualifying and pre-qualifying for shows because it really makes for a well-honed uh, show, and it also gives the audience, a much better understanding of what's expected for these upper echelon shows that are are happening at this time of year. Um, When you're talking about uh, starting back in January, I see that you take it very seriously as well. Um, How did you put the mindset to last that long, and is this something that you plan to do from uh, now on as a competitor?
2: Yeah, so... Essentially I, I earned my pro card in May of of uh, 2017 and it had taken me a few tries, you know, um, t- to get there. And I learned a lot along the way, but I, I kept improving. So I earned my pro card in, in May of 2017 and I just, you know, I would, I didn't think that I was ready to get on a pro stage and, and be a legitimate, you know, uh, threat. Um, so I didn't want to just do a show for the sake of doing a show. I wanted to come up with a strategy and and something that was going to give me a legitimate opportunity to go out and, and be a top competitor with the best guys in the world. So I just realized that number one, my body needed to rest, but number two, um, I needed to take a you know essentially the better part of a year to prepare my body that would give me um, you know the best opportunity to separate myself, you know, from, from other competitors. So that was essentially the way I thought about it is I want to, you know, I wanted to do great. Um, I I took inventory of where I was at and where my limitations were, and then came up with a plan um, to give myself the best opportunity, you know, to to succeed. And it just, if I could have done it any faster, I would have, (laughs) you know, but it just, it takes time and consistency and, you know, um, you know, Doing, doing it any earlier is just not really in the cards. So I was excited to embark on that journey.
0: All right, very good. So I know right now we're in the throes of what you have going on right now, but I know our listeners are wanting to know how you even got on this path and got started, but before we backtrack to – um have you fill us in on that angle. Um, Jerome is looking for more explanation as to what the USAs are. So talk to him a little bit about your competition coming up, how you landed on that team, and uh, just a little bit more background about this particular show.
2: Gotcha. So the Team USAs is a a pro-am. So we have, you know, amateurs and professional athletes from, you know, all over the country that come out to uh, Las Vegas. Um, were the event at at the Rio? Uh, it's a, it's a PNBA event, and yes. essentially for me as a pro athlete, I'm, I'm I'm this is a natural federation. You know, we're obviously you know completely focused on natural, and what 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 this is what this is about is competing uh, for a coveted spot to represent the United States essentially at the World Championships. So you can think of Team USA's as uh, you know, getting the getting the you know the best people together to to get on stage and and have a competition to try to earn a a, a coveted spot on the team USA for the world championships. So that's what this is about, um, and it just it, it coincides with that three show set uh, that I described. And and in parallel for me is 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 a launching pad for. Allow me to continue to you know make improvements for the Natural Olympia in November.
0: Awesome, and actually, you know, I think that is a very smart strategy. Um, not everyone can pull it off, but if you have enough, you know, time in between each show, it just does give you a platform to jump from one show to the next. As far as being able to come in tighter, leaner, if your muscle development, if your muscle mass is there the way you want it to be. And so I think it just helps, you know, peaking, as you said, become a little easier and being at your ultimate best when you've already had that, you know, little bit of a nudge to keep you moving forward and focused and all of that great stuff. So I'm excited. I'm excited to see what you're going to do. I like it. So, okay. So now getting back. Oh, go ahead. Yep. So yeah, I, I was going to say
2: it's it's you get go ahead. <laughs> Sorry. No,
0: you say and then I'll say because I'm going backwards and you're still going forward. So we'll <laughs> we'll continue on your path.
2: No, I was just it's 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 exciting to you know it's fun to actually be in the mix of things and have a strategy that has taken this long to to um to happen. It feels good to be here and and knowing that this is the first step in a three-step series. But I expect you know to get better with every single show. And, um, you know, that's by design. So, um, I'm very, very thankful, uh, that I'll be doing a three, so shit, three, three show set. And, um, it, it's all by design.
0: All right. Very good. So this is what's happening now and we've got a glimpse into your future. How did you get on this whole crazy path of natural bodybuilding?
2: Wow. So I've only shared this story with a few people, um, and and um, it it started in a in a real um, in a tough situation, so I'm just going to dive in and, and share it, and um, I guess be authentic with you guys and, and and give you an insight of of what it was like. But what happened is in August of 2016, over about a 48 hour period, um, I had a very, very rare disease that caused a ton of inflammation in the back of my eye. It detached my retina and it ended up ultimately killing a ton of, ton of, ton of tissue in my eye. Um, there was about a 10 day period where I, I think I gave like 30 vials of blood and had brain scans and all kinds of stuff. And the differential diagnosis, um, none of them were good. And as we continued to rule things out, the the things that were left were not the ones that, you know, were particularly exciting. And they were the kind that, you know, could end up taking your life. And during that 10-day period, um, I had it in my mind that, you know, that I might have to say goodbye <laughs> to my wife, you know, <laughs> and yeah. my kids. And... uh you know, they were just little boys. Um, you know, at that time, uh, just little little bitty guys. And um, I remember being in bed one night, and um, I just—I had woke up in a in like a puddle of sweat, and uh, I just looked over at Kristen and said, "I said, <laughs> I, said uh, I said, I'm sorry," you know. I don't think this is going to end very well for me. And, um, you know, she said it's going to be okay. Um, and and ultimately what ended up happening is uh, they got the diagnosis. I ended up with something called viral uveitis. And um, it took essentially most of my eyesight. But, but at the end of that, um, when I was looking at the potential of having some really nasty diseases, you know, I had felt like I'd won the lottery because, again, for that 10-day period, the way I had it is um, that I might have to say goodbye. So, that was a tough time. And um, when I came out of that, when I kind of emerged from that, I uh, just had made a decision that never again did, did I want to be... Um, I didn't want to be a victim of something like that. I I wanted to use it as an opportunity to to come up with a much more powerful interpretation of of why it happened to me. Um, I wanted to show my boys and the people that I love and other people that you know even in a even in a less than ideal situation there's a there's a way to interpret what happened to you in, in a powerful way. so what I ended up doing is is, is taking the entire injury and the accident and. The interpretation that I put on it is that I essentially lost my eyesight because, um, you know, my job was to do something a heck of a lot bigger and more important, and maybe inspire people um, to rewrite their interpretation on life's events so that they can walk in, in, in more of an empowering, you know, path than than that of being a victim. So wow, you know, I was worried that when I shared this, it was going to happen. I just, like I said, I've only shared it with a couple of people. Um, and uh, all those emotions just kind of came up, but uh, it was a scary time, but it's had such an unbelievable impact in my family and our life um, that it's, it's hard for me to put in perspective. And uh, hopefully I can give you guys some insight to how many things have changed in my life because of that crisis and, you know, my willingness to take on a different interpretation of why it happened. Um, so that's how I got started. I, I decided that that once I got through it that I was going to do something unbelievably bold, something authentic, and I was going to, um, you know, get as healthy as I possibly can. So I just decided at 237 pounds – I took my chewing tobacco, I had chewed for 16 years, and I threw it away right in the car, um, and I made a phone call, and I started you know, reaching out to people that said, hey, I'm going to do a show, I want to get on stage, and and here's why, and I just started putting the wheels in motion, and I had it in my mind that I was going to do it, period, and, and I eventually did. <laughs> That's how I got into um, competitive bodybuilding.
0: Wow. All I can say is, I mean, that is amazing. And I just want to thank you for sharing that story with us because I had no idea what the response that I was going to get to that question, but they're just, you know, the the thought that I am struck with is that there are just so many people out there that just skate through life without ever really, understanding or embracing just how delicate and important and beautiful that it really is. We don't appreciate it for the, that it is, that's been given to us. Um, But yet, you know, faced with this trial, and sometimes that's what it takes is just to be smacked with the reality that you might not have it anymore. And some people might crumble, but you rose to the occasion and you turned it into something that you probably never could have imagined. And it's starting to return dividends in ways that you never could have imagined. And I am just, you know, all I can say is praise the Lord when you hear stories like this, because we really do serve an (laughs) awesome God. And I love to see, I love to hear, you know, when people can just take charge of the bad things that happen to them and turn it into something that's just miraculous. So, just thanks so much for sharing that story with us. And it's so... Um, uh, well, before I carry on, Kaylin, I know you probably want to jump in here with a couple of comments. Go ahead.
1: Oh, thanks, Dennis. I appreciate that. It's... Um, I'm really humbled by what uh, what was just shared. I mean, pants off and like this, said, praise the Lord. It's... It's just so miraculous how. Things can come together like that and, and just, you know, it seems like it it should take you out, you know, and then it seems like there's no basically light anywhere. Um, I'm just blown away that you grabbed it the way you did and owned it instead of letting it own you because it can be incredibly depressing with the thought of losing your eyesight. I mean, I'm, I'm one of those that almost lost mine from my injuries and you know people would make fun of my glasses and the thickness of them, and I would just laugh because I was thanking God that I still had eyesight. So you know it's it's one of those things where either it runs you over or you find a way to get get hold of the steering wheel and 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 guide through the the storm, and you weather this storm, and it seems like you've got many more storms that you're ready to take on now in in an even bolder and stronger fashion. Um, thank, you <laughs> thank you. Yeah. It's Done, buddy. Wonderfully done. Dave?
0: No, no. Okay, so you pulled yourself up, you made the call to compete. Had you already been like lifting as part of your regimen at this point? I mean, you know, just spending time in the gym, or was this just a whole new thing? You were starting from scratch?
2: Yeah, so so I had been an athlete and, and competed you know, at the highest, highest levels of division one wrestling. And I had, you know, the distinct privilege in my life to be um, around some really, really phenomenal coaches and, and ridiculously phenomenal athletes. So I really had blessed been blessed in my life um, to have a ton of great, um, I guess, navigating principles, which I call friends um, that were really, really tough people. Um, I was an all American in high school. And I think I was ranked fourth in the country coming out of high school. So I was, you know, a blue trip, a a blue trip athlete um, in high school. I got recruited to the university of Minnesota. I was on the number one division one recruited team in the country in 1995 with just um, a group of the best friends you could ever imagine. As a matter of fact, most of these guys literally we live within 10, 15 minutes of each other. We've been that close I think that's what happens when, when you're, when you're forged in the, you know, uh, the fire together. Um, We're, we're, we're very, very close because we went through what we went through at at the university of Minnesota and we went on to have, you know, a lot of success. Um, And, you know, for, for a good part of the decade, Minnesota was one of the best division one wrestling programs in the country. But even there, um, yeah, you know, I, I lifted and worked out and all that good stuff. Um, but, um, I would say, honestly, the biggest lesson that I learned in that whole period was, um, one called humility. And it was because no matter how well, you know, I, I I did well, I did a lot of really great things well, but I look at my, my division one career as a missed opportunity. Um, and there were just a lot of different things that I could have done better, uh, different opportunities I could have taken advantage of. I, I, uh, I lacked some maturity, but I had a lot of success. But it's it's all relative, you know. When some of your buddies are, you know, winning silver medals at, at the world championships, or you know, almost making Olympic teams, or winning multiple NCAA championships. So I, I legitimately had an unbelievable core group of friends that. I guess, mm-hmm. always showed me what right looks like, and we're always tough. So the, the short answer is, yeah, you know, I had trained and worked out my whole life, but I never had a real great regimented approach towards weight training or body training. But fundamentally, you know, there was, I guess, a toughness that had been stained into me from an early, you know, early, er, er, early part of my life, um, kind of anchored in humility as a University of Minnesota wrestler.
0: All right, awesome. So you have that foundation. You're facing your first show, and I guess so. You overcame your illness, but how much of your eyesight did you recover, or are, are you still um, are you still lacking? I guess a good portion of it.
2: Yeah. So I I go to the doctor, you know, routinely, um, like every month and a half, two months, something along those lines. For the first couple of years. You know, um, I was there really, it was a, it was a high risk period because they're worried about it going from one eye to the other. So I've got through that and and I'll probably be okay, but they still watch it very, very close. So what actually happened is I lost the majority of my eyesight because, um, they had to cut that tissue out. And Mm -hmm. when you, when you damage retinal tissue, it doesn't repair itself. So they end up going in and, and cutting it out. So I've got this very small field of view like very, very small. The way that I would describe it is, you know, if you were looking out the center of, of your eye, you, you know, I only can see objects, you know, when they get like really right in front of me and I don't see what you see. What I see is something that my mind's trying to interpret, looking through a bunch of inflammatory cells. So the the hope is that eventually that these, these cells will slow down and leave. And I won't have to see through them. Cause it's in that small center of view that I have, it's it's like looking at the funny mirrors at a carnival. So it's very distorted. Okay. You would never want to, you never, you know, if I all of a sudden lost, I set my right eye, it's not like that little field of view that I have would be an exciting field of view. You know, I would, I would be completely disabled at that point, And that would be a tough thing, you know, but trust me, you know, having gone through all this, I think about that from time to time. And, And I've had to retrain myself on a lot of different things. Everything, you know, if you toss me something too fast (laughs) inside 11 feet, my brain's still doing the math. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm a lot more protective with my boys and, you know, when I mow and all that good stuff. So the short answer is I lost the majority of it. And I'm hoping that eventually someday um, I can clean out that that field of view and just have crisp vision in that little itty-bitty sector that would be honestly like winning the lottery the second time. No doubt, no doubt. Um, Tracy's asking, you know, with
1: with all that's happened, the fact of competition is amazing, but how does your family uh, help you in this matter, and, and how hard is, was it for them to initially find out what all was happening to their dad and to their husband, to her her husband?
2: All right, here we go <laughs> that's always a oof, uh um, tough one um it's amazing it's such a blessing when when I guess the biggest act of strength um immediately was kind of when Kristen said it's gonna be okay that, that first night um uh that was um a real very important moment for our family and for our marriage uh because I hadn't been a real weak person my whole life, but in that situation, I was, you know, crumbling at my knees and, um, and she stepped in there to fill the gap. So what was particularly awesome about this is once I got going and got in motion, you know, Kristen was extremely supportive of what I was doing. She didn't fully understand it. She just knew, um, that I needed to do it. And, she supported it and, um, you know, got out of the way. Initially, she uh, she thought, you know, <laughs> I would never do a show. She said, you know, she said, I'd never do a show. And um, in March, in my first show, I, I got out there and didn't know what I was doing, but I had lost the weight. And, you know, I, I got on stage and my wife was out there with my kid, with my kids, and what was amazing is that after that um show my wife said, "You know what? I'd like to lose some of this baby weight. Let's do it." And and uh no sooner did she say that than I I literally drove to Hy-Vee that night, bought all the Tupperware and all the groceries for her first, you know, 16-week prep. So <laughs> it started off as a, a major tragedy and then it 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 brought my family closer. It it brought my wife and I closer. And then the most unlikely person in the history of the world to ever, you know, put a bikini on in front of, you know, many, many different people would have been my wife, Kristen. And, and now she's, you know, like a star and, and she's just, you know, she's done three national shows, um, you know, just last year. And that, ultimately was the result of, of the tragedy as well. <laughs> and I, I, I'm sorry to get off track, but there's just so many blessings that have happened in my life because of it. And if I literally started getting into more of them, you'd just be blown away. But um, I hope I answered, answered your question. My wife was 100% supportive. She, she got out of the way. She didn't understand it at first. She just knew that her husband was on a mission. He was going to do this. And she got behind it and that was a big deal. And then eventually we became a team, and, and, and it's had a huge impact on our entire family.
0: Well, that is awesome. I mean, and you're not getting off track. I mean, the whole show is about you and your story. And yes. we're, we're still on that story, and I think it's just amazing on how. So, you know, tragedy struck, and then you found an outlet in the natural bodybuilding, and then your wife, in support of you and helping, you know, through everything that you were going through, jumps on board, you know, gung ho. And now, you know, like you said, if she she probably never imagined that she would be a natural bodybuilder. Now she's rocking that <laughs> stage also as a computer a bikini competitor. And so you guys are just like, I don't know, um, Superman and Wonder Woman right now <laughs> in the natural <laughs> bodybuilding community and i know that you know being part of this um it's so much more to you than just competing and i and i think that um you know you have vision for the sport beyond maybe what a lot of people are even imagining can happen with it um so I would love nope. to hear more about your perspective of where you think natural bodybuilding is going in the future and then where you see yourself and also your wife in that future.
2: Yeah, okay. wow. Um, so bodybuilding for me, it's it's like such hollowed ground. Um, and, and for me, there's, you the know, tomorrow. I guess – the word that comes to mind is responsibility. Um, there's such a sh- fundamental responsibility to 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 go out there and and do it right. And I want to articulate what that means to me. I do it because I have a body and I can do it. There's so many people that if they had the opportunity, you know, they would. They may have, you know injuries or diseases or a hundred different things and I have the opportunity as a natural bodybuilder to carve out this unbelievably amazing physique with, with nutrition and with hard work and with a dream. To me, that is about as American and as cherry pie as you possibly can get it is such a responsibility and an honor to me to, to, to be a professional athlete on this stage because I just think it's hallowed ground. If any person in the world can do a prep and carve out the evidence of, of their best body, you can do anything in your life. You can improve your relationships. You can improve your business. You can improve your finances. Listen, when you're doing a prep, everything has to has to be better. So, it, it this this sport is a conduit towards better things everywhere in your life. So, I I mean I, I truly my vision for the sport is just massive. I I think that that natural bodybuilding has a has a spot at the center of of you know massive you know corporate sponsorships. I mean I think everybody it just can touch so many people. It's healthy. It's natural. We have so many issues in the country with obesity and just all the other things and and there's so many different solutions that you can get just by going on the quest. <laughs> going on the on the natural bodybuilding quest. You don't ever have to get on stage to win, ever. You can win by becoming a fan and and, and, and deciding that you're going to implement some of the things that we do to live a healthier li- lifestyle, and you could be a champion that way as well, you know, and live longer and inspire your kids to eat well and inspire, you know, I think of my older brother, Gene. You know, I think of my sister. I think of all the friends that, that have touched – my life and Kristen's life that went on their own prep, never to get on stage, but they just seen that it was possible. Um, So they decided to do it. And like, there's many, many people. So these tentacles just keep reaching out and touching people. But my vision for the sport is massive. My vision is, is that we we're we're very responsible with the way we grace the stage and the preparation that we do. I want to give people a show. I want to inspire people. I want people to take action. Uh, I'm just so excited about the sport, and I'm, I'm excited about where where it's going. My vision is just way out there. I see it being big. I see it touching thousands and thousands and thousands of people. I, I literally see endless potential. Um, that's where I see the sport going, and I just want to be. I want to be. I, I feel like it's an honor to be invited to this barbecue, to be able to share in it, and it's done so much for my life, so much for my family. My four-year-old and two-year-old ask me for protein. <laughs> they ask me for protein, you know, guys. They ask me for protein, <laughs> and that's just amazing to me. So, you know, in conclusion, my vision for the sport is is I want explosive growth because it is such a powerful experience to grace a natural stage. And what you have to do to get there um, will undoubtedly have a positive impact on many other aspects of your life. If you've ever thought about it, just jump and, and, and take the leap. And I promise you, you'll never regret it. You'll never, ever regret it. And uh, then you can have your own story. Amen
0: to that.
1: Yeah, no doubt. I mean, it's it's got me with with pom-poms already. I'm ready to start cheering and uh, running right behind you. I like that business. Um, One of the things that I'm thinking about, you know, it's like there's so much going on in your mind. Have you had the chance to write it down and, and basically make sure that you don't forget or lose sight and
2: uh, no pun intended for that, but the focus that you have right now? Wow. So this is only something that I've shared with a couple of people ever, and but I'll share it. Um, so I started about a year ago trying to synthesize some of my thoughts Um because just at different times I get overwhelmed with with what it's done for me and what it's done for my family. Um, mm-hmm. I started writing down thoughts, and I started putting together, I guess, the backbone of, of my story. And I had the idea of of, of writing a book or, or sharing it in some capacity. I didn't know what I wanted to do. I just know, knew I wanted to make a difference, and I knew that, that maybe a good way to do it was to start writing all this stuff down so the truth is is that that i i did write something um and um it's it's a great synthesis of of what happened to me um and what my story looked like but it's it's the saga kind of continues and i i don't know where it ends and and where i'll go back and and retouch it and, and repolish it i I think I'll probably get some direction from, you know, God um because I just think there's, you know, um there's um, there's some more you know amazing things that I think are going to happen in my life and um in my family's life uh because of this. So I don't know where the story ends and I, and I don't know what part to cut out and and, and what part to share. But yeah, I, I do write things down and I collect it and you know i've I've synthesized it you know into a story and I've got some ideas um but whatever's the best conduit to um to touch people that uh that maybe just need a little nudge um and and to know that you know they can do it too they can do it if my wife and I can do it with our lives. you know, you can do it. And if you can do it, somebody else can do it. And, um, my gosh, the things that we can do together. So I don't know what that's going to look like guys, but, um, it certainly is a very deep burning, um, sincere feeling that I have on the inside and I don't know where it goes, but, um, I definitely want to make a difference because I, I feel like there's a responsibility to give back because I've been given this unbelievable gift um so I don't know where it ends or how I'm going to do it but something's going to happen and and I just there's an obligation and it's um it's very deep.
0: Oh, you just get to that point in the show where you're just not even sure what to say next. So <laughs> what I'm going to say because I don't I don't even know how to follow up that. I don't even know how to follow up something so profound. So I'm just going to share some of the thoughts of our listeners here and uh, we're going to go from there. So Bill says, "I love this dude!" exclamation exclamation exclamation. Linda says, "For a guy with poor eyesight, he seems to see pretty well or he sees pretty well." And I would have to concur with that, Linda. Um and oh, uh, and I have a question here from Dave that I I missed earlier, and I do need to get that out there. And I'll I'll give you a, a warning now: there might be some waterworks in in constructing your answer to this question. But Dave is wanting to know how did your parents react when they learned that there was a possibility that they could lose their son and uh, and also your in laws and their son in law as well.
2: <laughs> Whoa. Um, So a couple of things, you know, during that, uh, during that 10 day period, I didn't, I didn't want to scare anybody. Um, So I didn't really um, divulge, you know, to everybody how scared I was Um, and whether it was right or wrong, I just, you know, I had had it in my mind that of that, you know, very wide differential that it wasn't going to be a good one for me. I just, I was scared out of my mind. And, um, and I'm not a, I'm not an expert at this. <laughs> so as they kept ruling things out and, 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 and I'm doing enough research to see what's left, it's not very exciting, you know? So I didn't mention, um, you know, the potential to my mom, you know, I can tell you when I went in and had the brain scan right out of the, out of the gates, I was really scared. <laughs> um, but I didn't tell my mom. I do remember having a conversation with my dad. Um,
1: <laughs>
2: my dad, uh, had died. Uh, five years ago. And, uh, when I was in that car, having that kind of discussion with uh, with Jesus, you know, and I, I just said, "Hey, get me through this," and I promise, you know, I'll, I'll do something for you. I'll, I, I won't waste this life. I had a conversation with my dad, and I just, I told him I was scared. You know, I i was I was just scared um, I was scared, and I was trying to think of ways to you know, what I'd tell my kids, you know, like if I found out I was going to leave and I didn't have much time or you know what I would do and how I would do it, and um. I was asking my dad and, you know, looking for guidance and hoping that he would, you know, somehow tell me, you know, how to deal with it. And, you know, I ended up getting this kind of calming that came over me. And that's when everything just immediately in a, in a, like, just like cold water pouring over my body, you know, followed by like warm oil. It just all was clear, you know, dad. You know, giving me his fist. You know, essentially saying you're my boy, and that was it. Um, and then I just got started on the quest. So that was what it was like for for my my you know my mom and my my dad who's no longer with us, my mother in law, Cindy, and my father in law Harry. um really really close with those guys. They um, I remember, you know, just calling them and. Uh, I think they were coming down. I can't remember exactly what was going on, but it was so weird because it had happened on a Friday and, you know, doctor's offices were closing. But I just remember talking to Cindy and saying, I'm really not too sure about this, Cindy. (laughs) Um, You know, uh, my retina detached. I really don't know what that means. But I wasn't super nervous. You know, when I started getting scared and nervous is when I started learning, you know, all the potential causes that could have been, you know, the underlying ideology on why that inflammation happened, um, you know, so aggressively and why within 48 hours it was like a nuclear bomb in the back of my eye. So I never, I never shared with people the extent of how scared I was. I think truly the only person, you know, alive that had a sense of how scared I was, was, um, was my wife and even her, I never really told her how scared I was because I just didn't know how to do it. Um, and I was a new dad. And, um, you know, once I had kind of christened in my mind that I wasn't going to be a victim and I was going to do something empowering, you know, that's 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 the way I dressed <laughs> and that's the way that I thought. Um, so the last time that I had a real, you know, crazy breakdown was when I woke up in the puddle in my bed saying, Kristen, I don't think this is going to end well, her saying, it's going to be okay. And she was right. You know, it ended up being okay. We ended up getting the, the, the diagnosis and I ended up getting taken care of and eventually found out, you know, Hey, this is what you had and, and, and all that good stuff. But listen, as far as I'm concerned, God did everything that he needed to do in my life to, to shake me up and move me. And, um, you know I've been moving ever since but I'm far from perfect but what Amen. this ideal and experience is, has taught me is is that you know god it you know life is a blessing you know every moment is a blessing and and we're humans and you know we stumble but I I really do um live much more authentically I really do listen um to others I think, you know, with a different set of ears that I used to. Um, I wish I could be better at that sometimes with my wife still. <laughs> but <laughs> but but, you know, it's it, it's had a profound impact on just the way that I look at things. And and I don't take as much for granted and and sometimes if I'm getting lulled into that it doesn't take me but a microsecond to look in my eye, you know, in the mirror, and, and, and see, um, you know, my eye to remind me that that I have an obligation to live life and to inspire others and to do something amazing because it's a gift, and and it's 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 just a deep, profound responsibility that I have to pay it forward, and I can't tell you exactly what that's going to look like. All I can tell you is that it's important and that it's happening and that it will happen and i I want I really want to do something that matters to help as many people as I can because this tragedy turned into a real blessing, and I am forever better for it and um there's tremendous power there um, that's it.
0: Well, that's a lot <laughs> and and again i don't I don't know how you you come back from from words like that. Um, so I guess we'll I'm gonna defer to our listeners again. Dale is wondering if you have a blog or some way to follow uh, you on your journey to these next three shows that you have coming up.
2: So I don't um i I have um I have Instagram and I have Facebook but I'll be honest with you I, I I haven't been a real great Instagram person. Um so what I can tell you is this is that you know if you're li- if you're you're in- if your listeners are interested I I've I I promise this when I get done with this show I'll go see my wife Kristen and help her tune me up on <laughs> on uh on on some of the social media outlets and and if 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 they connect with me, I I very much so plan on sharing what this journey looks like uh, through the Team USA, the Minnesota Mayhem, and you know the Natural Olympia and beyond. So so if there's people that are enough. interested, then then I'll do that. And and um, the guys honest truth is, I guess I didn't really, uh, very very much put a lot of thought into. Um, how much people would be, um, you know, interested, um, and and really this this show has kind of been my coming out because I never shared this with a lot of people. There was only a, a handful of people that I'd ever shared it with, so um, I was a little nervous getting on the show because I was like, you know, this is my story, and there's just no way of getting around what happened. So <laughs> I guess this is the official. This is the official, you know, breakout party. So my promise is well, when I get done with the team USA is that I'll I'll talk to my wife Kristen and I will um help, have her help me all things related to uh my run at Natural Olympia. and uh please follow me and um and and the goal is is to impact people in a positive way so that they can take their own journeys. Wow. Um
1: from the sound of it, that's like we already got people that are ready to listen. I know you have Dez and myself included. Um, one of the things that I'm thinking about, you know, is with uh, that brain of yours, I can tell you that uh, I think the sky would be uh, too short. You'd have to be the universe and beyond, probably some couple of galaxies, with uh, what you have planned and uh, with the drive that you have, I'm sure, quite sure. <laughs> Um, Des and I would be more than happy to follow along as well and uh I'm sure <laughs> that good things and much more good things that we could think of right now are, are set in the future. One of the things I'd like to add is that, you know, the humbling part about being um in a position where you are right now is that you can see beyond you. And I know a lot of people might not understand what I just said, but I know I know that you get what I just said very clearly in that moment when you have that clarity that goes beyond you and your four walls, what did you see as far as for your children and for your wife and how you <laughs> create a better life
2: for them um um, so, I can tell you, um, you know, with being a husband and a father and, you know, an executive and a natural bodybuilder, that it comes at tremendous effort and cost. And if I did it for something as small as me, I would never be able to do it. One of the biggest things that is the motivation and drive for me is my kid Um, it's Dash and Rip and boys if you're listening daddy loves you I promise that I'm trying to reshape the context of what's possible for you guys I want my kids to know that they can do anything and that that if they can control their minds and interpret what's happening to them for reasons bigger than themselves that they can move mountains and universes and have fun doing it so so that is my anchor it's 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 knowing that the sacrifices and the things that I'm doing with with both Kristen and myself are creating an unbelievable brand new set of contacts and a new set of rules for my kids to play by and that and that set of rules guys is their box is just getting blown wide open because the normal for these guys is. <laughs> is starting to look different <laughs> you know it's um the normal for them is that you know there's plenty of abundance and time to love each other there's plenty of time to train there's plenty of time to work there's all these things and as long as you're living in fully right then and there you're there in the moment then people can experience you in a unique way and and that lasts a lifetime so, I I don't want to be bound by the constraints of time. I really try to live much more in the moment, and and I don't have to look very far past my nose down at my two little ones. <sighs> Dad wants. Dad really wants to make, you know, make the world a better place for you guys, and. I want to make you proud and I want to re carve what's possible for the world that you're going to grow up in. And and that's why dad does what he does, guys. It's it's much bigger than me. That's it. That's why I do it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, that is more than reason enough and uh and and with that I I think we may have put you through the ringer enough for tonight. And uh, so I just want to say thank you so much for coming on and being so honest and sharing so openly because you have just been moving, well, A, you chose your, I guess, unveiling party, if you will, you know, internationally and around the world with, you know, 18,000-plus listeners, although they're not all on the line right now, but there's there's quite a few but uh, you've moved I'm pretty sure each and every one of them including myself and if I can speak for Kalen, I would say for him too you so can. we just appreciate you Enjoy. being you speak. and um you know God bless you in all that you're doing and I just pray that you know as long as you continue to let him lead you you're going to carve and reshape this world for your children the way that you're trying to so Keep going with what you're doing and uh, and do keep us posted. I mean, we'll be following your story, like Kaylin said, and uh, we would love to be able to provide updates to our listeners as well as how things are going for you over these next three shows over the next couple of months.
2: It's an absolute honor, guys. Thank you so much for giving me. Um, thank you just for, for giving me the opportunity to have this discussion. You know, I I had no idea what it was going to go like, but it's been very healthy for me. <laughs> I guess getting down <laughs> in the depths of this and actually sharing it with people. I just want to end in, 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 with this. Kristen, I love you. And um, thanks.
0: Thanks for everything.
2: And thanks for being so tough. And... um you know, let's do this together and, and and let's change the world together with the boys. And thank you for being you. And I love you. Thank you.
0: And Kristen, we love you too <laughs> for all that you've done for this guy. So thank you much, very much, Delaney. And you have a wonderful night. Oh, man. Kalen, are you still holding up over there?
1: I'm I'm of nothing.
0: (laughs) What an amazing story. Oh, my gosh, you guys. I came into this one blind as to what he was going to come on and share, and I am just absolutely blown away, blown away. I'm over here just sitting and thinking, oh, my gosh, I need to be doing more with my little part of the world that I right. am charged with improving. So, you know, just all kinds of emotions and motivational thoughts and things and feelings going on over here. I don't know about the rest of you, but I just thought that was pretty amazing. I mean, and you can just hear just in his raw emotion just how much he feels feels and he loves and how many people in this world would give everything they have just to be able to experience life even in a sliver of the way he's experiencing it right now. I mean exactly. it's totally amazing to me.
1: I'm I'm blown away. I mean I had no idea I, I had I had an uh concept of what we were gonna be talking about, but this was more um, much more than I expected. I'm just uh, really thanking God that he chose our show, and I'm sure our listeners how you felt, guys, and I really appreciate your responses and your support of what he's saying and doing and how you feel about him in general as a human being. Um, really blown away by tonight's show. Des, uh, take it home because I got nothing, not even snickerdoodle.
0: <laughs> oh, No. All right, then we'll all play nice. I won't even have a hashtag chocolate way for the win. Let's just say p for p protein that, that for everyone. How about that? <laughs> How about
1: that?
0: All right, guys. On behalf of Delaney Burger, Kalen Patterson, myself, and the boys from p for p Muscle and our holy father up above, your body is a temple, so let's build it.